everyone and welcome to this episode where we're going to look at what's inside our gut and what's inside our personality that can improve our weight release success. So I want to delve first of all into our gut health because it can greatly influence our hormones, our appetite and our mood and they're really key for our weight release success. Our gut contains more than 50 trillion microbiome, mainly good and bad bacteria, but there's also some fungi, viruses and primitive animals called protozoa. They help us to regulate our body weight and how much energy we extract from the food we eat. Also, what foods we crave and determine how our blood sugar spikes. A loss of good bacteria an increase in bad bacteria and a loss of diversity can cause something called dysbiosis. So we need to get this right because it can make us fatter and we also need it to get this balance right to improve our health. So how can we improve gut bacteria, particularly when we're focusing on weight loss? I could spend hours talking about the subject, but I'm going to restrict this to a few key areas that have really been shown in studies to be linked to weight management. The two really important good probiotics for weight management are Bifidobacterium and Acomansia. Um, Acomansia is becoming really, really well known for this subject and it's considered an integral part of our balanced human gut flora. It's currently being studied for lots of different things but its effect on human metabolism is what's being looked at at present. Uh, recent studies have indicated that high levels of acomansia can really reduce obesity type 2 diabetes and inflammation. It is an interesting bacteria in that it doesn't live on the remains of your food like most other microbes. It lives on the mucus secreted from the gut wall. So it also strengthens your gut wall when we have more of it and it reduces inflammation which I've mentioned before and how important that is. It has several studies showing that it can stop obesity and diabetes, particularly in mice, these studies, and it's shown to also stop them occurring in the first place, which is really interesting. I decided to have a test just for research purposes more than anything, and I was interested to find that I was actually low in acomansia and improvement levels were really recommended for me. So... Even without test results, I suggest that you do everything possible to increase acomansia. And here is how we can do it. So firstly, it's recommended that we must avoid snacking. So we're already on the right track there. It likes to have a period of time without food. So that's good. So almost intermittent fasting or, you know, even this four to six hours without food is, is just what we need to support it. Things like increasing green tea can really help too. And I've started to get more and more into green tea. I was always um, against it because I found it quite a bitter taste. But I've now found that literally just dipping it really, really quickly into hot water, you get 
you get the benefits but you don't actually have the strong taste with it so it makes it much more easily to um, to digest in it and enjoy as a supplement is suggested for a high dose of cranberries or pomegranate um, these are polyphenol rich foods um, and obviously I don't want you to be eating large amounts of these because how it affects our blood sugar but a supplement can definitely definitely help to increase it also a soluble fiber supplement is suggested to help this and to clear out the gut um, I mentioned this earlier on in the program about taking a psyllium fiber supplement with a large glass of water before dinner I've only started doing this since we started this program actually because of all the research out there on on how much fiber is needed in the body and even though I eat a lot of um, vegetables and, and fruits um, I just felt that I probably needed more to really improve the ability of my gut to clear it out on a on a more regular basis. When I was trained, um, we were told that you should pass stool almost after every every meal. Now, I'm far more sluggish than that, um, but once a day is is probably the minimum that you need to be looking for. Um, so this soluble fiber, fiber psyllium supplement is really good and it helps to increase um, acromancia as well. So other polyphenol um, rich sources of foods would be good to incorporate and we're doing a lot of this on this program anyway. So berries, nuts, flaxseed, all the goodies come out, olive oil and something in turmeric is also very very good so um and also red wine is mentioned on the list so um what's not not to like about that um lactobacillus and bifidobacterium they can also moderate body weight um and you've probably seen the names of those um probiotics when you've been perhaps looking at supplements in the past um they they can affect uh, appetite regulation so again that I think that's pretty important and I know um, some people say uh, they don't take supplements but they have things like natural yogurt that can definitely help but sometimes we need a bit of a boost um, but also these two um, bacterias these two good bacterias they help to control the I'm4 hormone which you know leptin is is very key to our long-term success but they also improve fat metabolism and our energy expenditure. So when I looked at my test, my um, my lactobacillus was actually fine. It was actually, you know, almost 100%. But the bifidobacterium level was really low, which really, really surprised me. And this protects my gut from the less friendly microbes and pathogens like candida, but also, you know, I've got a dog too, so I'm, I'm always very conscious that, uh, you know, what you can pick up from, you know, what, what dogs um, bring into the house. So I'm always very conscious of pathogens. But candida is something that I've struggled with in the past. And so I'm really, really keen to make sure that that doesn't um, take over again in the future. Um, these two 
good bacteria are also really important for mental health and um, to improve mood and reduce anxiety. So I've started to increase this with a good um, prebiotic and I use um, FOS, F-O-S, which feeds the good bacteria in our gut and it's a really good source of soluble dietary fibre too. Um, it's something I tend to keep in the cupboard. I would use that perhaps as an alternative sweetener as well because it's got the sweetness levels um, between 30 and 50% of sugar. But it's it's also great for constipation. It, it helps to treat high cholesterol levels and osteoporosis, which, you know, I'm a, a borderline um my bone mass is, you know, I work really hard on keeping it good, but it's it's something that I need to be aware of following a, a very early menopause. So like polyphenols, um, these, uh, these two good bacteria love them. So things like lentils, um, that cranberry supplement that I mentioned, um, beans, garlic, chickpeas, yogurt, broccoli, lettuce, onions, leeks. They're really good sources and I think most of us probably are including those in our diets anyway. Uh, I'm just going to mention briefly specific supplements. If you want to look at those, I always recommend Cytoplan in Malvern. Contact me. Um, I don't make anything from supplements. I don't agree with that. So I will always allow you to use my 30% practitioner discount if that's what you want. So please contact me and I'll give you details. Uh, there's a lot of research that shows long-term weight gain is associated with gut microbiome that lacks diversity. And not consuming enough dietary fibre is a real contributory factor to this. So increasing the intake of rainbow foods, just make your plate as colourful as possible. No snacking between meals will really help. Um, Less refined sugar, uh, artificial sweeteners and meat out of the diet as much as possible. And that can really then support your whole body um, and a healthy weight. And your micro uh, microbes really like that type of, uh, type of eating program. So basically, gut bacteria won't directly cause you to lose weight. Instead, it's the effects of their activities that ripples through your body, um, which can help you know lose or maintain your weight because they help to determine how much energy your body absorbs and how hungry or full you feel. Uh, microbiome is acting indirectly then on your body weight. So uh, there are other ways to make sure that we get this bacteria diversity. And the first way is avoiding antibiotics as much as you can. I don't know if you were like me as a child, but we were given antibiotics, you know, for everything, basically, even even the common cold at that stage. So our, our gut bacteria had a real hit when we were younger. And so we need to make sure that that gets back into balance. Reducing junk food, sugar, that all feeds bad bacteria. So we, the, the less we have, the, the less bad bacteria will be able to survive. Stopping yo-yo dieting. This really changes our, our microbiome and it accelerates the regaining of weight. Uh, but we can reverse that by feeding ourselves more flavonoids and polyphenols like berries, plums, tomatoes, green tea. 
they're all wonderful and powerful antioxidants too and they encourage our body to burn fat so we tend to have berries on this type of eating and and lots of salads and tomatoes and things like that too but because my levels were low and you know I was surprised by that I've started taking this cranberry supplement just to give my gut a real boost and these antioxidants are going to be um, only thing that's beneficial anyway so um, I think it's good to do that too um, may look 10 years younger in a few months you know whoever knows that'd be uh, a bit be interesting to see but anyway it might be worth you doing that too the other thing I'm increasing my diet, as I mentioned earlier, was turmeric, the yellowy orange spice. It's well-known antioxidant and it has anti-inflammatory um, uh, areas that support it. Um, it's good for inhibiting the growth of bad bacteria. So I've been adding that to omelettes, rice stews, soups. It also can make a nice latte in coconut milk or almond milk, as long as make sure it's the un unsugared variety of those milks. Um, so, and I've just noticed in Morrison's that they do a really nice mix actually with turmeric, which can be used um, rather than just straight from the spice jar. So have a look for that. Um, having looked inside our gut now then let's look inside our personality and how this affects our weight uh, whether you're the life and soul of the party or a bookworm or a night owl your personality plays a surprisingly large role in our ability to slim down so what are the personality traits then that have the most influence and the ones which we can use to help us or perhaps they've been hindering our efforts. Firstly, just think about how impulsive you are. In You may have heard of this, the famous 1972 study, scientists offered young children a choice between a single marshmallow immediately or they could wait 15 minutes and have two marshmallows. And I don't know what you would do, but in the results, those who's waited for the 15 minutes went on in, in, in their future lives to become more successful than the others, which is really, really interesting, isn't it? This study of delaying gratification very much links also to weight loss. So what are you? Are you a one marshmallow person or a two marshmallow person? Um, I think in today's life with food abundance and if you're struggling with your weight loss, you are more likely to be a one marshmallow person. I know I am. That's why I must eliminate temptation as much as possible. And I never go shop shopping when I'm really hungry because I know in a very weak moment or in a time of hunger and craving, even with all the tools I know about, that I can occasionally give in. So just be warned if you're that one marshmallow person. What about conscientiousness? This has been identified to be a very good trait, making it easy to stick to an eating and fitness programme. But be careful, conscientiousness can also make us focus 100% on food and what we're doing in our programme. 
and this can work against us. Um, it puts a lot of stress on ourselves and therefore the best solutions generally are not specifically focused on the scales, the tape measure and that's why I give you the feelings check-in option um, because it gives you the opportunity to focus on lots of mini wins in all sorts of areas of our life so like stress and anxiety release those things will make a bigger difference to you if you're really overly conscientious and really want to do everything right what about mood swings the way we ride life's roller coaster determines our emotional stability being emotionally excitable can mean that things are either rock bottom or we're on top of the world. This can unfortunately link to emotional eating big time and it's uh, a big, big magnet for comfort eating. The more excited you are in general, the more likely you are to take action. And action is eating. So learn to recognise your own ups and downs and try to take action in healthier ways like calling a friend if you're feeling as though you're going to go for the comfort eating. Do some act activity, anything to take that added stress away and that emotion linked to that, that time. So you're the life and soul of the party. Um, well, I definitely haven't been having much partying opportunities lately, but if you are a party girl and if you're more outgoing, then that can basically allow stress to accumulate to the point where we utilise the more basic primitive part of our brain versus our more human prefrontal cortex, which is what we call the executive part of our brain, executive function. And that part is the part that considers our longer term goals. It makes healthier choices. It's much more rational. This has been shown to trigger an addictive response that often leads to overeating, particularly high calorie, high fat comfort foods. So all you party girls out there, just check in on your stress levels and addictive food and drink cravings and work on uh yeah have fun but work on a relaxation balance too so that that balances it out now negative self-talk i know that so many of us are so hard on ourselves and we use lots of completely negative self-talk that we wouldn't dream on to say to our best friend this lack of compassion means that we're more likely to continue overeating after we've had a little slip up um, because of feelings of I'm not good enough or hopelessness. Our naturally slim friends don't beat themselves up if they have a piece of cake. They literally just let it go. So be aware of your unhelpful mind chatter and I'm going to deal with this again in a, in a few minutes. Poor sleepers. So many clients say that they don't sleep great. They try to do whatever possible but it still isn't good. So 
trying to have an earlier night routine um, is a really good idea because staying up late can affect our waistline from all the studies that are out there. Not only does it uh, give us more time to have late night snacking, um, but also it affects our adrenaline levels, which affect our blood sugar levels and our stress hormones. And they affect them whilst we're sleeping too. So we can then have more interrupted sleep because our blood sugar is spiking whilst we're asleep and that wakes us up. And also it's encouraging a lot more fat storage. What about us people pleasers out there? Um, people pleasers can get overly stressed about helping everyone else. And our energy levels can be depleted no end by the end of the day and this is often um, the trigger for poor food choices Um, so just have a think about if that's you and you know could we practice maybe a little bit more of that selfish uh, nature that perhaps some seem to do better with than others having more me time doing what's good for you without feeling guilty It really is now time for girl power, for you to take back control and have a little bit more time for you so that that improves your weight release. One of the best ways to take back control and start enjoying life more and being more successful, less conscientious and improving your self-esteem and weight release efforts is to go back to your childhood. Now, you've heard me right. This is not about hypnotic regression. It's about having fun and finding your imaginary best friend again. Now, I had an imaginary best friend, or I'm going to call her now IBF, imaginary best friend, IBF, who would sit with me having a teddy bear tea party and we would chat away about anything and everything all concerns were laid on the table and I felt a lot better afterwards I don't know where she went and I don't know if you had one too but it doesn't matter because what's important now is that you get one you need an IBF with all the personality traits and skills that will help you to achieve success, whether that's weight loss, business or life changes. I'm focusing on weight, so here are a few suggestions that your IBF needs to have. And it can be a he or she, but I'm just assuming it's a she here. So she needs to be strong, mine is. She needs to be determined, mine is. She needs to have what I want, mine does. She needs to give me motivation. She does. She needs to be positive and she needs to have a sense of humour for the times when I haven't got one. She needs to be organised. She needs to be supportive. She needs to be a good listener. She needs to make you feel good. She needs to be protective. She needs to make sure that I don't give up And she needs to give me constructive criticism. I'm sure you get the gist of it now. And I'm sure you can add lots more to that list of what you need. But I want you to find your perfect IBF. 
one that can tell you the truth, one that's not just nice to make you feel good, even though that's not going to change you. (laughs) So it must be a balance. So write down what you need. What you need to get to be your ideal weight. What are you lacking at the moment? And then I want you to close your eyes and dream her up. Just see what comes to mind. I started by Googling, first of all. I put my description in and I looked at some photos and I saw who I wanted, who I was attracted to. Just let your imagination go wild. Give your IBF a name that you love. Mine is Gigi. I love that. I loved Leslie Karen, so I've always liked the name Gigi. Strangely, she started out as my warrior princess based on the archetype personality types, which I used to teach. She gave me the motivation and strength. But I also had then my fun girl, Nomad. And and I decided that I wanted to simplify that and I wanted them to morph into one person so that I just had one person which was much more easy for me to communicate with her. And so Gigi has developed now into just what I want. She's the most fun, determined, achieving, successful, motivating, go-getting, attractive, active, trendy IBF that I could wish for. She helps me with my mood when it's low. She listens. She always has the right uh, advice when I need it. I always ask her a question before I go to sleep. And she seems to point me in the right direction. Now, I know you're probably thinking this is very wacky or a bit too easy to, to be the case. But I promise you... I use it. I just use it. I imagine stepping into her when I need her skills. She takes over when planning my courses and my podcasts. I think we all need someone to help us work through real life issues and provide comfort in our sometimes scary world. Great real friends obviously are amazing. But they can't be with us all the time. And I believe we also need the constant of an imaginary best friend for those times when we're alone, when we need a kick up the backside or when we're feeling lonely or isolated or need some motivation or direction. Through my imaginary friendship with Gigi, it's developed over the last few years It makes sense that my bond with her should be strong, particularly right now. And it seems that having her with me overcomes that constant negative self-talk that I have suffered with for years and years and years. And I think many of us dieters suffer with that. So please don't ignore this. Spend time finding your IBF. It doesn't matter what age you are. It will help your self-esteem, reduce your stress and improve your weight release. The more you do this, the more your brain can be tricked into thinking something's real. If you continue to talk and think as if it is. New pathways are created in our brain chemistry each time we believe in something so powerfully. We make it come true, or at least it seems to be that way. So it's time to 
fly into your imagination and attract the future you deserve. Enjoy and I'm sending you love until the next time. Bye.